2: Could Utah elect a Democrat to Congress again? The Utah Independent Redistricting Commission has released three maps with changes to Utah's congressional districts. And an analysis from the website 538 shows they might have some good news for Democrats in the state of Utah in terms of their representation. Helping us break all of this fun festivities down, Lindsay Ertz, who is reporter slash anchor slash host of The Mom Show on KSL News Radio, among other things. We're just going to start calling you slash.
1: Pick a job, I'll do it. <laughs> anything.
2: So, Lindsay, you've been following this uh, whole process really closely. So as you look at these maps that are being proposed... Uh, what what strikes you? What, is it, what does it look like? What are the takeaways?
1: Well, we always have this conversation about the donut hole versus the pizza pie, right? right. It's that conversation of whether you want a fully urban district versus districts with more rural and urban mix in them, yeah. right? So the maps that the Utah Independent Redistricting Commission has submitted basically, in a very general sense, have two donut hole maps and one pizza pie map mm-hmm. in my assessment of it. <laughs> okay. And so what this sort of means is that two of their maps uh, kind of carve out more urban districts districts, um, Well, they do have some rural in them. They carve out uh, pretty significantly urban districts, which encompass most of Salt Lake County, some of Utah County, right, in the different districts. And then they leave, like, rural northern Utah and rural southern Utah and kind of the east and west sides of the state, like, big geographic districts, right?
2: Okay. So as you look at those uh, maps and break that down, uh, obviously, if there is one that is more centralized with Utah County, that's clearly going to be a more Republican-leaning district. If there's one that does have a big chunk of, of... Salt Lake County, that obviously would be good news in terms of the Democratic-leaning district. How does that shape up?
1: Well, the interesting thing is that 538 broke down each of these three maps, right? Mm -hmm. And they kind of assessed uh, what would change for Utah's districts if these maps are adopted. Now, keep in mind, these are just the commission maps, and these are just on the congressional level. So they also did state house, state senate, and state school board maps. So we're just talking congressional maps here. And ultimately, it's the state legislature who gets to decide what maps move forward. And there's all the politics around that right (laughs) uh but as far as these maps that the commission put forward 538 ranks each of these three maps as changing one of utah's districts to possibly favor democrats Mm -hmm. meaning if one of these maps is adopted as is with no other changes um, in two of the maps the purple and the public submission map those two maps would have a district that would be likely blue Mm -hmm. and then in the orange map that map would have a district that is strongly blue, and so you can kind of go and look at those three maps and know that the orange one kind of favors Democrats in a little bit more uh more significant way yeah
2: yeah it's it's so fascinating and of course the the redrawing of the maps is always interesting uh, i th- I think on all of the maps, if i'm not wrong uh Congressman Chris Stewart is still basically a senator his uh, yeah. his, <laughs> yeah. his district the second district would still basically go from Davis down to Saint George,
1: yeah, well, yeah, it's like the Orem-Provo line all the way to the bottom of the state,
2: all the way to the bottom. Yeah, so, uh, so that's a that's a fascinating thing to look at. Of course, there's been a lot of debate over urban versus rural, uh, and, and all of the motives around that. Uh, and I'm one of those that, as you look at all of that, you can say, okay, I, you know, we definitely want to make sure our rural folks have a voice and and, and a significant voice because they matter out there. Uh, And then you look at where the population centers are. And so you say, well, that is where the people are. That's that's who's being represented. Uh, Just really interesting in terms of the dynamics of how that all plays out and then ultimately what the legislature will do.
1: Yeah, well, and you have kind of two camps. I don't want to, like, frame it in this us versus them kind of way. But you have uh, Rob Bishop, who was on the commission, right, and quit abruptly this week. And you have... um uh, House Speaker Brad Wilson, who's kind of backing him and saying, look, it's the lawmakers, the people who were elected by the people who should make the decisions on these maps. But then you have the Independent Redistricting Commission who's saying, uh, no, the people voted to put this on the ballot and the people want an independent redistricting commission to submit maps and take a look independently, independent of any political districts or incumbents yeah. or anything like that. They want just an independent group to say, here are the maps we think you should do. And so there's kind of all this drama between will the state legislature just adopt these maps as is? If they don't, how different will they look knowing now that all three of these maps kind of make one of Utah's districts a little more blue little leaning? Blue. Yeah. Will that matter to the legislature? And there's kind of all this the politics. Yeah. And
2: once that. the legislature picks it up, uh, they'll have some public hearings and some public debate as well, uh, which will be a good part of that whole process as we try to move that forward. Lindsey Ayer, uh, slash everything today. Uh, <laughs> Pick th- a job, <laughs> any
1: job, thanks for helping us.
2: Thanks for helping us break that down. And uh, the, one of the good things I think we can uh, all realize in the state of Utah is that we are not losing a congressional seat uh, like other places like California, New York, Michigan. Uh, some of those places uh, where that gets really tricky. Uh, there are a number of places back east where you are suddenly going to have uh, in New York, for example, you'll have two uh, members of Congress currently, both Democrats, who are going to have to run against each other for a single seat uh, coming up. So that's going to be a fascinating thing to to look at as well. Uh, and, of course, the 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 goal of all of this is to make sure we do have that representation. That's that's what this is for uh, and we do have to – if you haven't gone and tried to create one of the maps, uh, to me that's one of the fascinating exercises because it's it's so merciless. Like mm. you have to go all the way out. You can't just say, well, I like this – I just like this district. Right. It's like, no, you have to create all four districts uh, or it doesn't count. Yeah,
1: and everybody wants where they live to be the focal point of the map, right? And for their
2: community to be perfectly connected.
1: Yes, right? <laughs> and really you've got to give credit to the commission and the lawmakers who are tackling this this once-in-a-decade process yeah. that is so difficult and so cumbersome, and obviously you're not going to make everybody happy, but there are some major concerns when we're just looking at this. this these congressional districts, mm-hmm. right, um, when we get more on the granular level of state school board and your local House and Senate races yeah. – those impact you way more on the day-to-day basis than the congressional districts. However, you know, with politics involved, the congressional districts kind of matter in that mix. Too.
2: Yeah, and it is it is always that big play, you know, for the for the national thing, for the federal delegation. is always a, a real focus. And I, I really appreciate that you brought up the, the, the rest of the redistricting, which is so significant for those House of Representatives in the state legislature. Uh, that will impact you far more than the than the federal folks will. Well, those the, school board races and so on, those those impact you day to day.
1: Yeah, forgive me for interrupting you, but the commission heard from thousands of Utahns, no. right, just saying this is what my community looks like. You can't cut the district or the city in half because then this half of the city would have this representative and this half of the city would have this representative. Right. And you've got to keep groups together, and it's just a whole big process. Yeah,
2: and when it's based on the number of citizens, uh, which is how that representation works. Uh, It just gets really tricky and really hard. Although I'm one of those who believes that I don't mind places being cut up as long as you can, it, it almost forces the representatives, whether that's state or federal, to come together around critical issues uh, to get to the right solution.
1: That is an important point. I do know that um, Salt Lake County Mayor Jenny Wilson didn't want Salt Lake County cut in more than once. Yeah. She didn't want it cut in, in more than one. pizza slices. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she wanted it kind of to stay whole. So Alright, well, well next
2: that... time I think we should bring donuts and pizza into the studio. I know that's not legal, uh, but we should do that just so we can test whether the pizza pie or whether the donut hole theory for representation is really the magic solution.
1: You know, you're just making me hungry now. <laughs> but donuts, I want donuts.
2: <laughs> Lindsay yards from KSL News Radio, thanks for helping us break all of that down. Uh, and you all should check that out. This is going to be an interesting conversation uh, in the days and weeks ahead uh, as this has to get done. Uh, the legislature has to act and move this thing forward and ultimately they will make that decision there will be more hearings more debate more conversations for sure and we'll continue to do all of that here on ksl news radio we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break when we come back we're going to talk about those who may not have a political home yesterday joe Manchin uh, spoke to the economic club claiming himself a little bit lost and without a home we'll talk about it coming up next
1: i'm dave Colley.